Hey folks, welcome to the Baseball Rewind. We bring you baseball facts, stories, and sprinkle in game highlights and interviews about the highlighted player. January 22nd, 1976, pitchers Robin Roberts and Bob Lemon are voted into the Hall of Fame by the Baseball Writers Association of America. Roberts led the National League in starts and innings pitched for five straight seasons, and he was in tops and victories in four consecutive years on his way to 286 career wins. Lemon earned 20 victories six times and won 207 career games. Robin Roberts was the ace of the Philadelphia Phillies staff for 14 seasons. He was a durable workhorse with a superior fastball and pinpoint control. That's what helped him win those 286 games. And in 1950, he paced the Phillies to their first flag in 35 years with a 20-11 and 11 record. He was a tough competitor, and he was a frequent league leader in victories, innings pitch, complete games, shutouts, and strikeouts. Top in the National League in wins from 1952 to 1955. Bob Lemon realized his destiny as a pitcher eight years after making his professional debut as an infielder and outfielder. At the age of 25, he embarked on a major league pitching career that included seven 20-win seasons over a nine-year span. The right-handed ace became a key factor in Cleveland's 1948 and 1954 pennant drives, posting records of 20-14 and and 23-7 and respectively. After his playing days, Lemon became a successful manager leading the Yankees to the World Series Championship in 1978. So as you know, I like to always play some uh, clips of the um, for, for you. And what I'm going to do for you today is play something for Robin uh, because I had highlighted the 1948 Cleveland Indians a couple um, episodes ago when I talked about Bob Feller. And you can listen to the 1948 and the 1954 World Series, including uh, you know a catch that a certain center fielder made um, on VintageBaseballReflections.com. But uh, what I'm going to play for you right now is the first inning of the 1950 World Series where Robin Roberts has to face four future Hall of Famers, Phil Rizzuto, Yogi Berra, Joe DiMaggio, and Phil Rizzuto. So that's a really, that's a real treat for you. And uh, I'm going to play that first inning. And just as a side note, you know, Rob, thinking about Robin brings back great memories for me because I actually got to meet him in uh, 2006 at the Baseball Hall of Fame. I did a, um, a camp there and I got to actually play. He was our coach for our team, which was really cool. And he was just a super colorful guy and uh, he's a fun guy and he certainly missed. So uh, here it is. Here's the, I'm going to play you that highlight after a uh, word from our sponsor. Folks, before we jump into today's highlights, I just have to ask you, do you want to put 50 years of baseball history in your pocket? I know what you're thinking, it's not going to fit, but it really will because it's all in audio format. These are lost pieces of baseball history told to you from baseball cathedrals. They're, they're told to you by icons of the game from Red Barber, Ernie Howell to Harry Carey. I get goosebumps personally listening to these games and even thinking about the interviews and what these players are going to share with me. I know what you're thinking. Is this AI? Are there bots? Is there some magic potion here that are making these things appear? And I'm telling you, they're not. These games are real. They were done by real people at that specific moment in time. All the iconic moments, the interviews, none of it's reproduced, none of it's AI. It's all real, but done again by real people. If you want to check them out, 
Uh, there's a free intro offer. Jump on over to VintageBaseballReflections.com. And there's over 2,500 audio clips and games for you to put in your pocket, take on walks with you, hang around the fireplace and listen, put them on the porch, invite some friends over. However you want to listen, you're going to be able to listen in these amazing moments in baseball history. Use this coupon this day for a special gift at the checkout. Driving moments on the hill uh, for nervous characteristics goes into with motion for the first pitch and it's in there for called strike one and the second game of the 1950 World Series is underway. Falling balls and strikes down below us. Umpire Charlie Berry of the American League. Woodling left-handed batter. Keep in the box. Keep close together. Pitch number two is high and away for ball one. One ball, one strike. Roberts is known primarily as a fastballer, but has developed a good curveball this season and has an amazing changeup, which has held to his effectiveness in winning 20 games. Right-hander delivering. 1-1 one, one pitch. Strike two call. The two strikes have been changed curve. Two ball, uh, one ball, two strike count. Woodling, left-handed batter. They play him straight away toward left. The infield is orthodox. It's a beautiful day in Philadelphia. It's all fairly crisp, and the temperature is in the lower 60s. Ready to go. One and two. Swinging a foul to the upper deck to the left of Argelette microphone, and it's still one and two with a new ball in play. One ball, two strikes. There is a larger audience out here than yesterday. There were some patches of seats in right and left, which glared open. And in wonderment, many thought why the place hadn't been sold out. But I imagine that will top the crowd of 30,000. One ball, two strikes. Quickly into the next pitch. Throwing, swinging. A slow hit ground ball toward the hole. Up with it, Hamner. Long throw to first. Not in time. That ball was sliced between third and short. Jones crossed over, and it goes as a base hit, incidentally. Hamner behind. But the ball took a high hop. Hamner then was on his own, and his long throw was not in time. It was low in the dirt, but Woodling was across the bag anyway for the leadoff hit. So in the series now, leadoff man Gene Woodling has two hits. He went one for three yesterday. With a man on first, an infield single to the shortstop, Gene Woodling. Nobody out. Bill Rizzuto, the pepper pot shortstop of the New York entry from the American League, steps in. He bats right-handed. He was one for three in the first game yesterday, hitting a 3.33 in the World Series. Roberts in the slow set, going. The runner breaks. He swings on a hit and run. It's a high twisting pop to the left of the plate. Seminick coming under the ball and makes it. Makes it. Uh, we lost him right below the lower deck. And uh, he trapped it momentarily and then held onto it solidly. As we lean over, you see, the uh, upper deck of the stand juts out above the playing field, uh, close to the dugout along the third base line. So uh, Rizzuto, on a hit-and-run attempt, fouls out some 45 feet to the left of the plate to catcher Andy Semenik of the Phillies. One away and one on. The hit-and-run was on almost immediately. Woodling, of course, checks back at first. Semenik wasted no time in getting back toward the infield to guard Woodley, who was on at first. Now the batter is uh, Yogi Berra, swinging left-handed. Big slow outside. Ball one. One away. One ball, no strike. Barrow was hitless in four trips yesterday in the opening game, and that great pitcher's duel. Roberts delivering, swinging. A twister behind third base, going at a short left field, falling in there for a base hit. Rounding second, heading for third is Woodling. The throw goes into second base, and there are runners at first and third. Twister made the throw towards second. And Woodling paused momentarily as he rounded the midway. He felt that Sister 
might put a play on it. But Crystal looked directly towards second base to guard any possibility of Berra trying for two on a throw-in towards third. So, runners on at first and third, and this game now begins just a little bit differently than yesterday's did. That was not exactly a well-hit ball. It was a Texas leaguer into short left field. So, Berra is on at first. Woodling is moved around a third. There is one man down, and the Yankee Clipper, Joe DiMaggio, who was hitless in two official trips yesterday against right-handed Jim Constati, steps in. Joe, you'll remember, was walked twice, swinging right-handed with a familiar open stance. Runners at first and third, the pick, the pitch. Low for ball one, a curve ball. Barra at first, Woodling at third. There are shadows about 15 feet in from the foul line, foul line along the first baseline. A right-handed begins warming up in the uh, Phil's bullpen. Robert Reddy delivering. Low outside on the curve for ball two. Roberts has not thrown too hard thus far. He is trying to throw away from the Yankees. Young Bubba Church, rookie right-hander up from Toronto in the International League who won eight games as a recruit under Troyer this season. He's warming up for the Phillies in left field. No score. Top of the first. Yankees batting. One down, two on. And a two-nothing count on Joe DiMaggio. Right-hander Roberts in the slow stick. Delivers. Strike one call. Fastball. That's the first true hard one that Robbie has delivered. We've had quite some discussion as to the strike zone differences in the National and American Leagues. And if you'll note, the umpires uh, in the American League stand flush behind the plate. The National League umpires angle off, according to the batter, right or left. Two and one. Big pitch, swinging, a foul. Back upstairs on the screen, out of play. Strike two. Several Yankee fans who came down for yesterday's opener remarked that the crowd was so pro-Philadelphia that even the fine performance of uh, Rashi might have gone uh, unnoticed. But for the fact that uh, those who uh, appreciated the true essence of the struggle, the great duel which the Yankees won one to nothing, uh, might have been appreciated even more in another ballpark. But these Phil's fans are hot right now. And the Phil's, of course, are dragging one behind. Two and two. The square count pitches a side armor, and uh, it goes upstairs just under the base of the roof and falls into a lucky fan's palm along the first base line. He bobbled it for a moment. The crowd groaned in anguish, and then he held on. Two and two. Roberts now, uh, you'll note, will go consistently to his right hand leg. He has a lot of uh, little nervous habits on the mound. And uh, oddly enough, was caught those to help pace himself. He used to rush his delivery. Keep throwing hard all the time, and then would fire in later innings. Two and two. Runners at first and third lead off. Ready for the pitch. Throwing. Swinging a twister behind second base. Soviet going back in short right field. Under. Grabs it. The runner at third tags up, but he doesn't score. The relay is cut off by Wakers. Woodling is caught off, but he's safe. He had a slide back into third base head first. On a good cutoff maneuver by the Phil's inner defense on which Goliath went back some 15 feet off the turtle back of the infield on the grass and shot right center. He threw toward the plate, and Woodling, feeling that the ball would go all the way in, raced off about 15 or 20 feet down the third base line. Now the first baseman guarding at the hill cut off the throw, but a bit of a delay prevented his throwing Woodling out. In other words, if uh, Wakers would have thrown immediately to a Jones, uh, Woodling would have been a gone Gosling. But he was safe by inches on the throw from Wakers to Willie Jones at third base. 
So that means two men out now. Going out the second baseman. Having engineered the second put out. And the batter is John Wise. Swinging left-handed. Always dangerous up there. One hit was yesterday. Batting left-handed. Robert delivers. Mize touched. A 15 pop to the left of the plate. Coming throws away the mask. Gets under. Grabs it. For the catcher, Andy Semenik, and the Yankees are retired despite the threat. It was a foul pop with no runs, a pair of singles by Woodling and Yogi Berra. 